It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from this morning. We are up to a Thursday morning, May the 18th and coming up this morning we have the podcast series Buying Perth Property and why not sounds pretty good. Plenty of people are doing that. Matthew Hughes, the founder and managing director of Capital Property Advisory is joining us this morning and welcome back, Matthew, to the Real Estate Breakfast. Thanks for having me again, Craig. Just yesterday, that momentous date of May the 17th, 1987, America's Cup win, you'd remember that, in Perth? Yeah, it's actually one of my, uh, it's funny you mentioned, it's one of my earliest childhood memories. I remember being with the family down in Fremantle Harbour and um, battling the crowds to try and get a glimpse of the boats. Oh, absolutely. It was standing room only and what a great childhood memory that is. Okay, let's move from the America's Cup to a push-up challenge. Tell us a little bit about this one. So we've just managed to convince most of the team, some reluctantly, to join us in the uh, the push-up challenge, which starts next month. I think it's from June 21 to 23. You have to do about 3,100 push-ups, or you can substitute that with sit-ups or squats or whatever works for you and your body. Um, and the goal is to sort of punch out about, I think it's about 130, 140 a day and um, raise some money and awareness for, um, for a charity. And we've chosen Lifeline for the team to support. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, except uh, push-ups and me don't really go hand in hand. All right, we'll come back to you in just a moment there, Matthew, and talk all things Perth property this morning. We don't just deliver you the latest real estate news, we live it. So if you compare that to Monaco, you can effectively buy 100 square metres less with only 17 square metres with that $1 million check. Looking to the you know the market of Sydney, obviously, you know, 25% of our ultra wealthy population live in Sydney and you can buy 44 square metres with that $1 million US check. Join us for a deep dive into the world of real estate. It was a one bedroom, one bathroom, no parking and, and it did need some work in terms of a renovation. The, the previous owner had lived there for 30 years and you just don't get those opportunities in Double Bay. There's very little one-bedroom apartments. In the last 10 years, I can only think of a couple I've ever sold. And right now it is time for another 30-second property tip. We are going to Nick on the Lower North Shore. Good morning, Nick. What have you got for us this morning? Good morning, Craig. Uh, Thanks for having me again. Um, This one goes out to the vendors or people that are considering a sale just in terms of agent selection, it's really, really paramount to, to do your research. Um, if you've had a family member or a friend recently sell, probably worthwhile reaching out to them and you know, getting an indication as to how their experience was and, and whether or not they'd recommend the agent. And another thing I just want to make note on as well, the cheapest agent isn't always the best agent. I feel like a lot of vendors fall into the trap of going, okay, uh, let's go with this agent. They're charging you know, 1% rather than the other agent that's charging 2 or 2.5%. But that 1% agent could really cost you a lot more than what you're going to pay the best agent to sell your property if they do something ill with the sale and, and don't execute it as it should have been executed. We're a lot more than just real estate. Available for breakfast from 6am. Then, on the drive to work, 
or in your ear at the gym. In fact, wherever you go, we're available seven days a week. And we were going to have Tom and Candice. This is a couple of serious nomads travelling around Australia before they move to Brisbane for this major renovation. They're going to be here on the podcast on Monday morning, so look out for that. And if you're celebrating your birthday today, many happy returns. It is May the 18th and you are sharing your birthday with Tina Fey, the comedian. She's turning 52. If you like a little bit of country music, you will know who George Strait is, the country music singer. He's turning 70. Jack Johnson is turning 47. And Helena Bonham Carter, the English actor, she's turning 55. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country, let's check on the weather. First we go to Sydney. Good morning to you. It's going to be a little cool with just 18 degrees and some showers in the forecast. Also in Melbourne, expect one or two possible showers. The temperature right down to just 14 degrees. Brisbane, as soon as we get into Queensland, temperature good, 22 and fine. And across the other side to WA, Perth is looking fine and sunny with 27 degrees. Keep updated with the latest real estate news, economist predictions, property sales, or what's trending right now. Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. And we are back with Matthew Hughes, the founder and managing director of Capital Property Advisory on your Thursday morning. And Matthew, despite another interest rate increase in May, there are signs of a bit of a turnaround as major East Coast capitals, along with Perth, experienced some much anticipated growth last month. So what are you seeing on the ground in Perth since we last spoke? Yeah, I guess in Perth, we've um, we've sort of been pretty stable through the interest rate rises while the East Coast was falling, but it looks like they have stabilised and Sydney especially is, is showing some signs of recovery, especially at the premium end. Uh, in Perth, what we're seeing is um, is continually falling stock levels. Uh, we know the vacancy rates historically low. From a sales perspective, we had about 8,300 properties on the market just four weeks ago, which was already low. For reference, about 13,000 is a balanced market here. That's fallen a further 10% to 6,200 properties. So we are chronically undersupplied on both sides and uh, it's proving quite difficult to find a secure property in this market for buyers agents. And I understand that there's been some recent changes to development planning policies in WA. Tell us a little bit about uh, the changes and when they may take effect. So the changes are reasonably significant. They're um, they're to do with our medium density codes. So this may not mean anything to your listeners, but anything, any sites that are zoned R30 to R60. So think um, developments that will uh, result in villas, townhouses, or perhaps a small apartment site. They're the sorts of sites that are going to be impacted by these changes that are um, that are coming into play in September this year. And look, it's it's a step in the right direction from a built form outcome perspective and something that needs to happen but probably poorly timed from a a stock level perspective because it is going to restrict our ability to create new stock in a market that desperately needs it. So why has the state government decided to make these changes, Matthew, and uh, what impact are they likely to have on the Perth property market? 
Look, I think they've probably identified that the previous codes uh, were resulting in some less than desirable built form outcomes. Uh, and they're also looking to promote sustainable, livable and affordable housing options. But I think in the current market, placing greater requirements on developers for open space and solar access and natural ventilation and tree canopy, amongst other things, is probably only going to result in sites being less viable to develop in a market that is already full of sites that are not feasible or viable to develop. So given the lack of stock that we have at the moment and given the fact that we do want more new stock coming to market, the timing of it probably couldn't be worse, even though what they're trying to achieve uh, is probably a step in the right direction from a housing perspective. Yeah, that stock is such a problem at the moment. And you highlighted earlier that the Perth market is already facing a significant shortage of properties available for sale and rent. Now, considering this, do you think that the timing of these changes seems rather unfortunate? Yeah, look, it's been in the pipeline for some time. So these these two things have sort of colluded to create, to exacerbate an already existing problem. So it's hard to point the finger at the government because this is something they'd plan to do. And as I said, it is something that is a step in the right direction. It is just unfortunate timing because we've already got a situation where the leading indicator on stock coming to market is, is new dwelling approvals. Uh, they're still falling. So in line with having no stock now, there's nothing being built. And that appetite is not coming back anytime soon. And until construction costs stabilise or hopefully improve a little bit, timeframes improve and labour and and materials are more available um, and risk um, diminishes somewhat in that space. So all of these things combined are going to see us not really producing enough stock to house the people that are coming to WA. Um, We're still second in the country in population growth and where we have a stock level that is dwindling almost weekly. Um, So it is sort of heading towards a housing crisis and it's an unfortunate situation for people, um, tenants and and people looking to buy housing. Um, They're going to find it very difficult in the coming years because of all these things. Mm, Okay, well, let's have a little discussion about investors right now. What advice do you have for investors who currently own a median density development site? What should they be doing right now? Is there of interest for them to be selling? Look, I wouldn't be selling anything in this market, I wouldn't think. It's important to understand what your site is. I guess we're talking about state planning policies at the moment. There's also local government planning policies that need to be overlaid with that. And they're always changing as well. So it's really important to understand prior to purchase what your site is capable of doing, what is the highest and best use of the site. And now with these changes that are flowing through, if you have a site already and if you held it for a year or 10 years, it may have changed in terms of the outcome that you can achieve on it. Uh, If you had a triplex site, it may now just be a duplex. Um, So it's really important to understand what impact these are having on um, sites, especially that aren't corner sites where you can't achieve perhaps three dwellings running back from the street. Historically, we could squeeze three dwellings onto about a 700 square metre lot. I think in most scenarios now, you'll probably find that's dropping down to two and making the potential financial outcomes even less feasible than they are currently. Okay, and what about the East Coast investors? We've talked about them being very active in the Perth property market. Now, what is going on with developers? Is there any interest from interstate developers into the Perth market? 
There's definitely interest. Most people that are coming to talk to us at the moment are looking to invest and acquire a good piece of land. Some are looking for that additional layer of development potential for the future, but most understand it's not something they should be pursuing in the short term, possibly even the medium term. So people are coming across, they have that appetite to acquire a development site. Um, and what we're suggesting to them is, is get yourself into a good piece of land somewhere that has p- that potential for the future, but probably just look to place a tenant in there, get the income rolling and defer any thoughts about design and planning and starting that process for at least 12 months, maybe even 24, um, because any approval that you get is generally valid for two or three years. uh, And then you don't want to be knocking down a house unless you've got a a viable project, obviously. And that could be three or four years from now, the way things are trending. All right. So plenty to think about as always in the Perth property market. Matthew, thank you for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast once again and good luck with those press-ups today. (laughs) Thanks, Craig. Have a great day. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 